0: Romans 8 and 18, from suffering to glory. For I consider that the sufferings of the present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Hello, coffee lovers. Jose with Third Day Coffee Seguin. And uh, we're doing a special edition of God Country Coffee. Uh, this is Frank's last day. Uh, those of you who know, uh, when my son passed away, Frank came down and helped Micah basically took, take over my whole business. I mean, he had a self-interest because uh, he had 250 boxes of pods that we owed him. Uh, but he came down and not only did work on his stuff, but he worked on my stuff. Uh, he worked on personal stuff. He helped me put in a door at Mom's house. Uh, so Frank's just been a real blessing. Um, and Frank has had questions about translations. Uh, different Bible translations and so um, I have studied a little bit about this and what we wanted to do is give them a Bible and we usually do this if you've ever been to one of our live events uh, Mike and I always have about five or six Bibles and we give them out when people ask questions we, we just write in a Bible and we give it to them and so Frank uh, because uh, the translations I'm giving you the best one which is ASB and so uh, it's a, it's a nice little Bible to study with and it's got uh, Jesus's words in the red letters, so you can really okay. focus on that. And Mike and I both wrote a couple of things, and I just can't thank you enough for all your help. Oh thank you, and it's it's an honor, and it's what friends do for each other. That's right, absolutely. I'll miss you when you're when you're gone tomorrow. And the thumb's okay, by the way. Well, that's good. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to know about all that. All right, so now I'm going to move this over here to my real guests. Well, he's a real ghost. <laughs> Your
1: second. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm so sorry.
0: Um, can you tilt? It's tilted a little bit.
2: No, I'm just fat. Now the well, room's well straight. Well, that, that's, yeah, the other way. Oh, my God.
0: The other way, Frank. <clears throat> the other way. You're going the wrong direction with she, a tilt.
2: They don't she, teach you left and right in the Coast Guard?
0: Okay. it's good enough. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> yeah. welcome to Season 7 episode. <laughs> Five. By the way, Frank was in the Marines, but but
2: the Coast Guard the same thing.
0: Coast Guard is kind of like the same thing. Uh, my guests today are very special <clears throat> to our family. Uh, we haven't known them very long, uh, but when we uh, when JC committed suicide a few uh, weeks ago, literally, uh, we were kind of already talking. We kind of already started doing bread with sauna, Uh and then. Uh, God sets everything up for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. There's nothing that happens by chance. And I am 100% certain that the Johnsons were put in our family uh, to deal with the tragedy that we had to deal with. And so they've been here every step with us, literally from the day that JC killed himself till now. Uh, Sana has been a rock for Connie. And all of them, the entire family, uh, have been a, a huge support to our, our family. And so what we're going to do now is you guys get to introduce yourselves. You get to talk a little bit about where you guys are from and a little bit about your walk with Christ.
1: Ready to
2: go. Okay, I'll go first. (laughs) I I was just walking down the road and someone asked if I want to be on a radio program. I don't know who you people are. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so, uh, yeah, I got some kids, a whole bunch of kids. Um, People think I'm crazy. Uh, What was I supposed to do? Introduce yourself. Oh, my name's Google. Now I'm gone. And where are you from? My name is Justin Johnson, and I'm from a little town probably no one's ever heard of called Craig, Colorado. Um, Very, very small, small town. Uh, Joined the army when I was 18-ish, 18, right out of high school, and then got to do a little stint in Afghanistan, and that was fantastic. And um, yeah, that was great. And then I got married. I met this girl.
1: You got married and then you met the girl? Well, no,
2: no. The, the, I'm talking about the one before you. After, <laughs> okay. no, no. With the real marriage, see, because everyone's... I always introduce Sana as my ex-girlfriend. And I'm like, calm down. She got promoted. It went the other way. It's not usually ex girlfriends a bad way. And I met her uh, two weeks later. I deployed to Afghanistan. Two weeks later...
1: Nope. No. You messed that. I up. met her
2: two weeks later. No, I met her two weeks later. I married her. Two weeks after that, I deployed to okay, Afghanistan maybe. the whole first year of our marriage. So... My dad had told me the first year of your marriage is the worst. So I left. It was fantastic. I had a great time <laughs> and I <laughs> kind of traveled to foreign land and saw a bunch of people that were terrible and they tried to kill me. It was great. We then, the first year. Yeah. Ever. Then after that, uh, I got, now I got 10 kids and, and for all y'all out there wondering, I, I mean, I look fantastic for having 10 kids. So you're welcome for that. <laughs> and, um, I have, I have nine well sons, then. you know, Every morning I wake up and I said, you are so lucky to have me because if, if it weren't for me, you would be happy and all you'd have all of no wrinkles and, and you'd be in good shape. Anyway, so that's really my story, man. Um, you know, some nonsense happened. Um, and it's always like, you know, God puts strange things in your in your life, right? When you're about to go through a crazy problem and Uh, we started talking, not like dating, talking, it kind of sounded like that, but not the same thing. So we are like talking, like, you know, kind of hanging out at church and stuff. And um, anybody who knows me at all or has been around me for more than 20 minutes and can actually stand it. um, I'm never serious after the war. I never really became a serious person. It's never really my jam. So it's always nonsense and ridiculousness. So people hit like a low and I'm there to like make them laugh, bring them to a different spot. I'm not probably not the guy you're going to cry with. I'm the guy that's going to make fun of you. Like, for instance, Frank is, was a puddle pirate for a little bit, and that was cool. Uh, <laughs> and I think JR was in like, yeah. I think JR was in like in the Navy Reserves or something or Air Force or something. I'm not sure. So I'm not really sure how that went. But I think his, he got a two-year stint and got kicked out or something. The what, I was well, an army game. I what was your MOS in Armageddon? What did you do? I was a cook. He was a cook. Right, <laughs> I don't want to brag, but I made it all the way to specialist. That was kind of a big deal. <laughs> Now to be fair, I went in as we an E so three and got out as an E four after five years, so it didn't go well. Um, but you know, I was kind of a you know the general. You know, we were I knew him. <laughs> Not true. I knew who he. I heard his name once. Heard his name. <laughs> but anyway, you
0: saw his name on yeah, your I'm uh, a, I'm fifteen kind of, entry. I'm
2: kind of a nobody. But um, yeah, I've been married almost twenty years, which is cool because I couldn't put up with me for twenty years. That's for sure. I'd run off. And um, that's me really in a nutshell of nonsense.
1: A nutshell of is that all I needed to answer? describes that, you yeah, well. Yeah, that's it. Sauna? How do I follow that? I don't know. It's I couldn't
0: hard. even follow it, and so I said it.
1: My entire it's my life,
0: podcast, and I can't follow it.
1: <laughs> my entire life is not nonsense, except I got this guy.
2: Which is unfortunate.
1: But uh, yeah, my name is Sauna. A lot of you have heard my name many times, because this guy likes to talk about the bread. That's me. I am the <clears throat> nut that decided that... The entire church needed to be milling our own wheat and baking our own bread. And boy, we jumped off of that bridge and went with it. We did. And that was awesome. Um, we do, in fact, have 10 children. Really? I was making that part of. <laughs> nine of them are boys. <laughs> yes. I've got my one amazing daughter who is actually Watching third right now. in line. You think she is? Haley,
2: we're famous. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Um, my daughter was third in line, so no, we did not keep going hoping for a girl. We actually popular question.
2: And we're not Mormon or Catholic either. Not yet, no. anyway.
1: No. We didn't do it for all the traditional reasons, I suppose. But uh yeah, I was lucky enough to be married to this guy. Like I will really interru- I'm gonna
0: interrupt you here for a second and just tell you that all ten of their kids, not one or two or three, we had three kids. JC eventually came to Christ and so did my two daughters, but it was very hard fought. All 10 of their kids know the Lord, every single one of them. Yeah,
2: And not because of swear words. Yes, not those swear words.
1: (laughs) No, really, though, they're fantastic kids and they do have a love for God. And um, we've been in situations in large group settings where my children have stood up to pray over the group. That was pretty cool. They are definitely on fire for Jesus and they love, they know how to love huge. They love well, and they will come up and give anybody the world's greatest hug. And they just show Jesus through how much they care about people. I don't know. They're pretty awesome people.
0: They are pretty awesome people. Um, I can't even begin to explain um, how this family has been for us, you know, over the last, you know, almost 40 days now. Um, But I learned back when dad died in 2016, that God really was the most important thing. I thought I knew that. I thought I was pretty good with that. Um, uh, wasn't until my mom called me. And on that Saturday that I really truly started to realize what really is important and what's not important. And what's important is that we know the Lord, uh, nothing else really matters like zero, uh, you know, I kept to remind myself constantly that who I work for, I don't work for. I work for God. And so I have to please him. I don't have to please uh, the people that I physically work with. I don't have to please my job. I, yeah, I, if I want to stay employed, I do. But I, we focus so much on this little tiny speck uh, that represents the time that we have on this earth versus setting ourselves up for eternity. And I still don't understand what that means. It's so big, my brain can't really fathom that what that means, what that size is, how big that is, how long it is. I, I can't process the word eternity, and that's what we get to spend with our loved ones and with and with God. And so, um, how did you guys find your faith? Because uh, you don't raise a family like yours. Just. One day, you meet somebody, you know, after a bachelor party in Vegas, get married, and then and then you got ten kids.
1: We're not going to talk about Vegas. Oh, All
2: right, okay, it's a crazy story, right? I was in Las Vegas, and um, we're
1: we're not going to tell. Oh, we're going to tell the story.
2: And um, (laughs) so I was, and I looked good back then. Don't let this fool you. It's it's a
1: he did. There was once a time in his life.
2: There's a frame here that ain't Mm -hmm. ain't looking very good. He's look at that rascal and be like, I used to be something. But anyway, so I was in Vegas and and a girl walked up to me and she's like, Hey, I'd like to, you know, go with you. And I was like, look, man, I had sauna in it. And then that's when I knew I needed to marry her. So you said, how do you find your faith? It's a great question for sure. And what really stands out in my mind is the first time I ever got shot at in Afghanistan, right? So you're you're, you're taking contact and all of a sudden all the, the cool stuff I had, my truck, none of that stuff mattered. I was in far from home, could die at any second, you really realize that you don't realize God is all you need until He's all you have. And it's cliche. People say that a lot, but it's true. So it's all a matter of perspective. So as you get busy, as you're doing things in life, as you're kind of cruising down the road and, and, and you're really set, dead set, and focused on that, God will put something in your way. So back to Vegas, there was this really great looking, awesome chick that I was dating. I really wanted to, I didn't want to have my life move forward without her. I feel like Ricky Bobby. There you Some people. <laughs> <laughs> people will get that but, but i mean you. Yeah, anyway so um <laughs> there's just pieces and parts in play when god shows up and and, and i'm going to take a, a minute to plug my friend don curry so don curry <clears throat> i met this guy and i'm sure you won't mind me saying anything about him but i met him through a thing we went to a thing because we're both vets and um he introduced me to a group called the tunnel boys and the Tunnel Boys, that's the name of our, our Bible study, and you never know how, what kind of help you're going to need in a dark tunnel, you never, and then they're in there with you. So Don Curry kind of got down into the pit of my life with something that was going on, and he decided he was going to help me find the way out for no reason. I didn't know no him anything. I just met the guy. Um, he's got mm. a fantastic dog named Ranger Service Dog. That's how we met. Um, great guy, just a fantastic human being. And you just never know how God's going to get in your way. So I don't know that you ever find your faith. I'm of the opinion that your faith finds you. So as you're getting hammered and his life is just coming down on you, and that's what marriage is about. Marriage is you're in a situation with another person and you're willing to get beat up with them. That's what it, that's what it goes, mm-hmm. right? It's going to get hard. It's not going to be convenient. <clears throat> you know, you're going to be asked at Costco if you can stop. And people are like, are all these kids? I'm like, who brings someone else's kids to Costco? What's wrong with you? Yes, they're my kids. <laughs> I, I found them on the way here me crazy questions how do you think that happens i'm like i give a class on thursdays but we'll leave that one in. Anyway. so you know <laughs> they're always asking you stupid questions about your family and you're trying to be you're trying to be kind about it um and does this
1: relate back to finding your faith oh yeah
2: well god 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 probably checked offline on that comment there but he'll be back um <laughs> i think you i just think you find your faith through your situations and the people around you is what i think what do you? Basically, a talking you started, to
1: you started. <laughs> you started with the Vegas story that you never fully completed, and then jumped over to Afghanistan and somehow that, now that we're in Costco. That woman ran off.
2: Don't worry about it. We're in Costco now. If you can follow me at home, you're doing way better than me. Get a piece of paper and a pen because I'm completely lost and we just started.
1: <laughs> he tried to warn you.
2: I told you not to go live. He did but it's <laughs> good. Yeah.
1: I'm
0: telling you, it's going to be uh, um Wow, I do I should go with
2: that? Who knows where we're at? Well, you said something about faith. We're talking about God. We, we, we are. We're talking about Vegas and I'm and over God. Here acting like a fool. Go ahead.
1: I don't think there's much God in Vegas.
2: Do, you know what? I've been there. So there, there, but there are there are churches. So <laughs> I've, been there. I, I've found I in my didn't life. Say
1: there's no God. No, I think no, there's not right. much. But the
2: more depravity you're near, the more people that are in it that don't they want they don't want it. Like for instance, in Afghanistan, there's no God in that place. But you started to see changes when we were there with people because they're like, and and I went to a place called Mighty Oaks. And what their big thing is is if what you're doing isn't working, why not try something else? And, and then that kind of really kind of rung true to me because I, you know, kind of beat my head against the wall for the last, you know, just having kid, 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 kid. If what you're doing ain't working, anyway, correct this up. You shouldn't do that. <laughs> you shouldn't have nine hundred kids. What's the point of that? But I mean, um, <laughs> but you know, if what you're doing isn't working, why not try something else? And I think that's very important as you're kind of going down the road of life of like, hey, listen, this is not working out. This is not going well. Let's let's try to readjust. Let's adjust fire. And the other thing I'll, I'll t- tell people is you can't hit a target you can't see. So people say, how do you get to where you are today? Well, and and, and I don't know, we'll probably go into this series stuff later, but sauna has painted a very clear picture for us at our house. So for instance, fresh milled wheat, um, getting a lot of the toxins out, just creating like a, a place or a piece that, that makes sense in your life. And you can't hit that target if you can't paint a clear picture of what you want that to look like, so I think God paints a real clear picture, and you need to read your Bible. Um, there's a lot of biblical literacy out there, and you need to read your Bible and see what it says. I and mean, that's important. Um, that would be my, my my answer on that. I think
0: that's that's pretty bold. That's pretty. What about you? I know you got a lot to say. You have great. Y'all have. I gotta tell you, these people have such <clears throat> great insight. Mm-hmm. And and nothing happened. Like I said, nothing, absolutely nothing happens by chance. And they were putting our life at a time when they didn't know it. We didn't know it. But God already knew that we were going to need them. And they've all been here. So
1: we've been hanging out for a few years.
0: We had been hanging out a little bit, but not like we weren't leaning on y'all. You
1: just decided to kick it up a notch.
0: We we're not leaning on y'all.
2: Well, there's seasons, you know, I mean, there is people always say that one of the things is how are you going to send all your kids to college or how are you going to do whatever for your kids? And I tell them, I said, listen, I don't, I don't have the grace for that situation because I don't need it now. I'd squander it. I'd mess it up. So sometimes people come in and you're out of your life for seasons because you're in that place to help that person at that time, but it won't always be that way. So I think that, and you have to, you know, you walk a fine line between helping someone and enabling them. And that's been a really, uh, a really important lesson that we've had to learn just to help people in that place where they are and also to not expect them to be something they're not. You know, I had an old Marine friend that told me one time I wonder if it, Leonard had ever watches, but anyway, an old Marine friend that said, uh, he said, uh, if people show you who they are, believe them. I think sometimes you want people to be something that there aren't and you, that they're not. And you've got to be really cognizant of that. So help where you can try to be intelligent and, and laugh. I think one of the biggest things after I saw the war and death and destruction and dying, you know, a lot of people died. Um, it's hard for me to be serious, but, there are times when that is absolutely is a necessity, but then when it isn't, it's time to laugh. That's where I'm going to kind of come in and say, Hey, you know, let's kind of look at this or let's kind of look at that. Let's get out of that, that space that you're in. So sometimes it's helpful and sometimes it's really not, but what do you do? It's been really I'm there helpful. for the
1: serious stuff. Yeah. And then there's this guy who has his part to play. <laughs> <laughs> he has, he, he has a place.
0: Well, I could tell you that they run their house like a well-oiled machine, and all their kids. Uh, Micah is sixteen. He's been running this business um, for probably two weeks before J.C.'s suicide, and since then, he's been completely doing. Him and Frank have been doing every aspect of it, and at, and and he works another full-time job. So at sixteen, how did how does a young man? I want to say kid, but I can't call Micah a kid because he's not. Um, How does a 16-year-old kid have that kind of...
1: I can call him a kid.
0: Well, you can. I'll
1: call him a kid. No problem.
0: uh, Have that kind of drive, have that kind of discipline, have that kind of work ethic. uh, Well,
1: and a whole big part of that is his personality. That's just who Micah is. Micah is driven. He is focused. He is 100%. He can't sit still. So he's got to have 100 different things going on. But he also grew up on a farm. Um, we have completely remodeled our entire house and he was hands on in the middle of that entire project. So even at home, there's no just sitting around and doing nothing. There's no sitting in front of the TV. There is, we got work to do. We have to feed the animals. We have to build fences. We have to cut down the trees. We, he built my closet. He's built a couple of my bathrooms. He's, he remodeled everything in my house, right alongside our contractors. Um, so I think a lot of it is just your expectations and, a lot of it is his own personality that's who god built him to be all of my kids are hard workers but they all have their own strengths
0: but it, yeah but they, they didn't wake up one day either and just be that god made them who they were but they had quite a bit of help from y'all i mean well i
1: think that i've always had a really big picture of what i wanted our family to look like and then there's just a whole lot of prayer involved in that and i do my best he does his best and god does everything else yeah, we can't do it all. Hey, Let's talk
0: about prayer emphasis on prayer, Justin.
2: Well, first, I want to say before when he built that closet after it fell down and we had to rebuild it, that's where I think a lot of it. I didn't want his head to be too big before he rolled out of here, but built the closet, it <laughs> fell down. We got it, re- we got it, we got it rebuilt. Now we can,
1: it did not fall down. <laughs> what, about, what about the hot water heater that caught fire? <laughs>
2: Once you know, once the fire went out, it worked pretty well. <laughs> it was it, the water was hot for a little while. You know, it was. <laughs> I've never uh, had water
1: heater caught on fire. To smoke, on we've
2: fire. never we've never had a hot water heater that made hot water on both sides. Hey, there you go, coming in and out. No, okay. What was the question? <laughs>
0: the question was prayer. Your emphasis on it.
2: So what is prayer to me, right? It's talking to God at all times. It's not like, I mean, I guess there are those times when you have to have a real reverent prayer where you're being respectful because God, you you can't joke too much about that. But every time we go out, so people will see, where do you see God in your life, right? That's a, a great question. God is with us every step of the way. Like when I can take 10 kids to the park and we all make it back alive and no one killed themselves or, I mean, kids are trying to kill themselves every 15 minutes. It's all you can do just to keep them alive. They're crazy. Um, jumping
1: out of trees just and, wild stuff man it's
2: like why, why? And they'll then, be on
1: top of the swings like yeah and you like should think literally like up there. your goal
2: in life should not be to murder your brother like do i have to tell you that i mean the, the new ways of things you'd never think to say but god is with us in every step of the way and, and the world is dangerous and the world is you know and, and sometimes it can be said that we give our kids kind of an unrealistic idea of what reality really looks like because we live in a safe spot we live out out of town Um, there's not a whole lot of nonsense that goes on in or around our property and downtown. I mean, you look at the news. I mean, you're going to get bummed out in 10 minutes. Don't watch the news, but there is a, God does put that hedge of protection around you, but it's like talking to your friend. It's like, God, we need to get through today. Like today is, you know, this is happening and 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 he's with you. Just talk to him. I mean, I don't know that prayer needs to be in a formal setting. I mean, for sure. But there again, your words matter. So what do you say to people? Can you pray over people just by talking to them? Like we were at Costco the other day which is always fantastic with 10 kids. You want to talk about a good time, just come over and we'll do that for a little bit. But anyway, my kids were pretty well behaved and people, your kids are awesome until we go to Costco. Then they're, you know, joining and jumping, but this time was actually pretty good. And they had fed us. And that's probably the only place on the planet. Now you can feed a family of 12 for like 60 bucks, which is awesome. Um, But you know, we went to to Costco and and when we were done, I mean, how many people I walked up to the counter and said, thank you for, thank you for serving us. Thank you for feeding us. Thank you for, you know, coming to work today. It was, I think it was, new year's eve like who in their right minds out on new year's eve anyway us but who's out you know on your it was just like thank you thank you for doing why can't you just be positive like why can't your interactions either be funny or positive why do you do you have to focus on the negative in, in my prayers i always pray constantly i said god thanks i'm not in a wheelchair today i got out of bed this morning no one's shooting at me i got running water i got carpet i'm in good shape man you know of course i'd like to make more money of course i like to you know maybe have a girlfriend or something I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, of course, I, you Good know. Luck. Yeah, that's a bunch. That's a can of problems. You don't need, but I mean, everyone can have. There can be something in your way. going get struck by lightning. Well, take it easy. Oh, uh, I can't sit too close to the front of church. My hair starts to smoke. Back up four or five. I'm not what you call a back row no. Baptist in the back there. Um, We're just
1: gonna go ahead and end that right there. Um, if you want, you want to talk about prayer, man, you should see my son Joshua. Ooh. Joshua is a prayer warrior. That boy. He will pray over anybody at any time. And he is dear Heavenly Father. We have a good friend of ours who had eye surgery, emergency eye surgery, what, well, maybe four months ago? Yeah. And to this day, he prays over her daily. And every she's day. gotten 98% of her vision back. And he wow. still says, Thank you for giving her 98. Let's see her get to 100. Faithfully, every day, that boy has taught me how to pray.
0: How old is Josh? But
1: Josh turned eight. Good Josh is eight. Night. But
0: well, you
1: know. the prayer and the heart of a child.
0: Yeah, I. Prayer is huge for us, too, because, you know, growing up Catholic, I got in the habit of saying and I'm not beating the Catholic faith up. I'm just telling you my personal experience with my with my Catholicism was, um, can I do anything for you? Can I help you? Well, if you know, the the least I can do is pray for you. And today that's so wrong because it's not prayer is the best thing I can do for anybody. When people started calling and reaching out after JC's, I I told everybody, yeah, I need something. I need you to pray for us. Mm -hmm. Don't make it the last thing you do. Make it the first thing you do. And one of the things that y'all suggested that I had never done uh, is Connie and I pray together and pray out loud. And it happened in this room right after I took the phone call from mom. Connie stopped me. And she's, she prayed, she prayed over both of us. And since that moment, we have prayed together. We, we do Bible study together. Yeah. We are, um, you know, we're sharing that gospel with JC's mom uh, and Andrew. And, and, and we're not ashamed of it, you know, and you shouldn't be ashamed of, you know, it's all, it's like people always use God on a shelf. They just put him up there. And then when something really bad happens then oh, well, Everything else that I've done has failed. Let me ask God now versus, hey, God, there's no way I'm getting through this. I need you right now, not not later. Right. And uh, and so that's one thing that Connie and I, you know, it's changed our marriage. My marriage changed when I surrendered to Christ. It changed again when I took my place in the home. What the Bible says, my position is I'm supposed to be the leader of my home, I'm supposed to be the priest of my home, my family. When I took that role, my wife fell in love with me. And we tell people that all the time because we were married for 13 years at that point. So the fact that we were married for 13 years and I wasn't on uh, an episode of, uh, what's that one where the girls, they freak out, uh, snapped. I wasn't on an episode of snap
2: unsolved mysteries. <laughs> yeah. Or unsolved
0: mysteries. Uh, I, you know, I didn't die of, uh, of, uh, arsenic poisoning or anything it was a miracle in itself. Um, But to be married that long, God's got purpose for us. And I knew it. But it wasn't until I took my place in the home that uh, that we really fell in love with each other. And then even then, we still struggled because we weren't praying together. And and, you know, there's a lot to be said about major things in your life. Like when you went to Afghanistan, all of a sudden the truck and everything you had back home. Didn't really mean that much to you because there were other things that were like right here. That really matter. Uh, am I going to go home? Am I going to make it back to the you know the FOB and Well, like, right?
2: in one piece, you know. I mean, yeah. guys lose their legs, guys get blown up, and you know, stuff can be a problem in everyone's life, right? You want more stuff, but we have a motto in our house: if it ain't broke, it ain't ours. So, I mean, there's really <laughs> nothing. Okay. You
1: boys laugh. It's true. <laughs> it, it, we have nine sons and puppies. Oh, the puppies. Whenever I
2: buy some at the store at Walmart, I'm like, y'all just want to break it here to save me the trip back. I mean, you just bust it here and I'll take it in and exchange it. You don't have to wait till we get home. Um, but point is, it's just, I mean, not that it's all junk. I'm not saying because you're going to need stuff to get through life. You are. But, you know, when you speak the name of it Jesus over something priority. or over people, you don't know, speak the name. So you're right. If I'm if I'm coming to God at the end part, then I've got it backwards you got to come to God at the beginning part. Like, Hey, God, just help me not act a fool. Help me to talk. Like, you know, even with this, when, when, you know, cause this is, we had my, my nephew passed away. He was hit and killed on a motorcycle a couple of years ago and we walked through death before. And, 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 you know, the first time I saw death was I was, you know, tw- I turned 22 years old in Afghanistan and people died there a lot. Um, and so I was kind of callous to that point I guess I've been kind of callous to feelings, but, When you're when you're walking through something and you're navigating through something, especially something that heavy, um, you just pray before you even show up. Like, God, don't make me don't let me make a fool of myself. Help me to have the right words. And sometimes you don't need to say nothing. You just need to listen. And I think um, probably some of the best marriage advice I ever got was, do you want to be married or do you want to be right? So, I mean, when you're talking with your wife, do you know, you got to be right all the time. Let her be wrong. Who cares? You know, she's wrong. (laughs) <laughs> <So I'm not laughs>
1: Wait, what? How do I get drugged into this? You can be wrong. Wow. By,
2: sit over there and be wrong We're by yourself. A, I don't have to I, part I of your I really can't move any further away. I don't man. have to be part no. of your illusion to be wrong by yourself. But anyway, so I mean, I'm just saying, so that's good. Right? That
1: they'll fall to your left and are right, but you will be fine. You're good. She's trying to bring me it, into it,
2: your wrongness with you. I don't I'm need that uh, negativity. I'm scared sitting
1: here. Um, so, how much life nowadays, based on American culture, is completely distracted? We're distracted on our phones, we're distracted with TV, we're distracted with all these other things. And so uh, what's happening in real life and all around you, and I mean real life, not what's happening on the news, what's happening in real life in your home right now is being missed. Mm-hmm. But we have 10 children, we have a farm that we tend to, we have to milk the cow, we gotta feed the hogs, we've gotta gather the eggs. So we don't have the extra distractions because we simply don't have time for it. Right. So every single day, that we make it through a day where the kids are safe and unharmed, where the livestock survived and there was no major problems. We see the miracles day in and day out. We see where God provided, hay when there's no hay to be found Mm. or where God keeps the children fed, where, you know, somebody will call up and be like, Hey, I've got all of these hand-me-downs. Can you guys use them? Mm. Of course. We can always <laughs> use hand me downs. Yeah. Um, but day after day, people want to know, how can you afford 10 children? I don't have to afford 10 children. All I have to do is be faithful. God has to pay for the children. Mm, yeah. I just have to get up every day and do what God tells me to do. So I think a big part of the lifestyle that we chose made it easier to see the miracles in our life. And then we have a really big habit in our house of making sure the kids see those miracles in our lives. So we don't try to make it look like we're the superheroes. We pulled this off. We kept it all together. We're like, guys, God did this and God provided that. And we're very open with our kids about the way God provides for them and the way God provides for us and the way he saved us out of this situation or that situation. So you say, how is it that my kids are so close to God? God is literally integrated into their life in every aspect. Everything we do is God.
2: I do run around the house in a cape once in a while though, just to show him who's the boss. But and, and then and the, there's that guy. The biggest miracle we had here recently <laughs> was uh, I'll tell you a story about chickens here in a minute too. But the biggest we had this raccoon who's eating my chickens, and somebody done ran off the road to hit him over there by the church. And I've been praying for that 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 rascal to meet his end for three four days. And somebody done run him over. So that is one of the biggest (laughs) miracles I've had here recently. And whenever the chickens are acting up, I walk out on the back porch eating a plate of chicken wings to show them I'm capable of. I'm like, y'all need to start laying eggs. You're fixing to be these chicken wings. So you just never know. That's just to help it along a little bit. I'm sure
1: that that has a huge impact.
0: Uh, You know, I, uh, I will tell you that, uh, that Justin has, uh, you know, this whole thing for for me and connie has been up and down and so for me i've had more uh up and downs i think than than connie has connie's been more of a rock and and she's got support so it wasn't that shocking but for me i've had these ups and downs and there's some days where i come home and i as i drive a lot for work now and so uh one of the drives is like three and a half hours and uh when i get quiet and i get in that vehicle and even if i'm listening to music or whatever it, you know, life just kind of slows down for a minute and and grief, you know, sometimes tries to catch me. And uh, Justin throws
2: these he's
0: absolutely ridiculous.
2: Oh, yeah. They can't be on this program here and we'll get.
0: Yeah. Real if, fast. if he, he, you know, but God has blessed him with a sense of humor that is unparalleled. Is it and a
1: blessing? Is it's a
0: blessing. Yes. It's a 20 blessing. Years. Look, my JR. girlfriend
2: appreciates it. I don't know why you can't get on board. <laughs>
0: It's a, it's an absolute blessing and uh, yeah, I just, I can't tell you how it comes at a point where, and, I mean, yeah, it's funny because it just is, but, but uh, at the same token, you know,
1: you're telling me that God told him to make those videos. Yes. For you?
0: God told him to make those videos and give them Man, to me when I, I needed it. them. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>
2: a score
0: absolutely uh when i needed them uh he handed them over and i can tell you that you know i went from crying uh with pain to crying to crying because i'm laughing so hard (laughs) and uh and i dragged connie into it too because you know she's she's like oh my god he's crazy and i'm like
2: no that's he's true
1: honey i just apologize right just now. Justin. i had a little incident at a water park endure. coming
2: down a slide at about 115 mm-hmm. mile an hour a little chubby <laughs> and it turned out bad for everybody
1: that almost killed lifeguard. the lifeguard that so lifeguard. look and
2: when you when you're chubby and you're coming down those water slides ain't meant for big folk
1: you know i actually heard she retired after that
2: you know what she's probably in therapy <laughs> <laughs>
0: We uh, we're probably gonna post the video. Oh my god! Eventually, Uh, I'm definitely gonna post the Costco video. Oh no! Because that one is beyond. uh, Yeah, (laughs) I I think I think Justin
2: needs to have his own. uh,
1: I'm probably gonna get kicked out of the church.
2: Stand up! I've had a couple talking to us about my content on the social media. (laughs) (laughs) Hey man, I'm like, all right, you're right. That was a little far. We uh,
0: we're just normal people, you know. And I tell people all the time because, you know, people think that like they have to adjust their who they are. You do have to adjust your behavior because once you do surrender your life and you receive Christ, you are supposed to strive to sin less. That's the whole point of the game, right? Be grateful for the sacrifice that God made for us. But um, he uses each and every one of us exactly the way we are.
1: And our gifts. And he uses
2: our gifts. Well, and to your point, like I had to try to stop swearing because in, in the military, that's just kind of the way it goes. The F word's kind of a comma. Not a good deal. So I came up with I just go fantastic. So that's whenever you hear me say fantastic, there's probably like nine <laughs> swear words. So my mm-hmm. kids will do something like, you know, get in the car means running around like idiots till dad says the F-word. That's what it means. Um so get in the car and they're running around so I'm like, fantastic, get in the car. And my kids have finally started picking up on it. But you're right, you do have to clean up some speech, you have to clean up some. And just interactions, like you, you try not to have negative, because you never know who's watching. I mean, and people come up to me like, oh, or to sauna more mainly, like, man, you really handled your kids well in that. And you were kind of really frustrated And they're running around like psychos. I mean, I love them. I do. Um, and they will try your inner gangster every boys. 10 seconds. Like, you are crazy. They will fight you. My little one spanked the big one the other day. Um, so you've got to kind of watch <gasps> that. But they're crazy, man, Thanks for, for not no using reason. Names on that. Good Not eleven. Yeah, he, he was going to get the spoon Shh, and spank the other one the other day. Um, anyhow. Yeah, he spanks folks. <laughs> that is awesome anyway well i um
0: i never script these things because i never know where god's gonna take them but um some of the biggest challenges you had raising 10 kids in a christian home
2: the world the world has been the biggest challenge like hey man the world's going to tell you that you need to be this or that, or you need to do this thing. And now I'm not saying not to be like intolerant of folk. I mean, everyone kind of does it different, but that's just not the way we're going to do it. Right. So as the world creeps in, I mean, I think it's, you have two main jobs as a parent. In my opinion, number one is to keep your kids out of prison. That's the first job. Um, so you have, there has to be consequences to, to actions, which I'm not the greatest at that. Like kids are like crazy and I'm like, it'll work itself out. And then a fist fight ensues and there's blood they and crying. Death, and it's fine. Um, yeah. I'm the win I'm the wimp for sure. But I, I mean,
1: say, well, oh, I said you're a sure. soft one.
2: And then secondly, you know, I think that it's also your job to sh- show them you need to be what God is to you. And are you that? So are you generous? Are you kind? Are you soft spoken? Are you patient? Do you wait? Um, nine times out of ten, I fail at those things. I am not those things because I have a, a little bit of a brain injury, so I don't get to I don't think things out real good. You know, um, sometimes I don't there's never a step past what I'm doing presently. Um, but I think that it's important when you're raising kids, you need to be patient, you need to listen, you need to let them fail. We want to talk about all Micah's awesomeness, but Micah is a great kid. Don't get me wrong, but boy, that kid can fail with the best of them. I'm talking like like he was my first clumsy ninja that dude will crash going up the stairs. Um, so just kind of let him fail in whatever he's doing, but your house needs to be a safe place to fail. I need to show you what that, and and I, I exhibit that I fail all the time and I'll come to my kids and say, listen, when I, when I. Because here's where a fight goes at my house. Two kids will have an altercation. Then we move to the 45-minute court case of that altercation. Then we call witnesses. And the witnesses will collaborate at stories, and then someone gets in trouble. So, I mean, you have to be fair. You have to, you have to run. By the ninth or 10th court case in the hour, you're kind of done with it. But your house needs to be a safe place for them to fail, and they need to learn. Um, Sana is just fantastic at multitasking. She's fantastic at making sure the kids are doing where they need to do, keeping the house clean making sure that it doesn't look like a, you know, one time I came home from work, I'm like, "Sana, where we robbed. And she's like, no, I didn't clean it before I went to the park. <laughs> you know, Cause it looks like, you know, rascal some burglar broke in there and tore the place up, but that's just my kids. So you just never know. I mean, that's kind of where I'm at with, with, with that question.
1: So it seems like a hundred percent of what we do goes against the grain. We don't do anything. Traditionally. Everything that we do from homeschooling, we milk our own cow, we grind our own wheat and bake our bread. We teach our children to be selfless. We teach our children to put other people before themselves, even if it hurts that that you need. But we also have to teach them that it's okay to have healthy boundaries and it's okay to know when to say no. And there's a really fine line between being selfless and giving when you see a need and being able to say no. No, I am i can't do that. That wouldn't be healthy for me and teaching them how to do that. Um, so I think one of the really big challenges that I run into is being able to navigate that without my children feeling like aliens in our culture. How do you go against the grain and do everything different without isolating yourselves and your family and seeing what your children go through when they don't get to be like all the other kids? But I've seen normal and I don't want anything to do with it. Nope.
0: So they will say, well,
1: that's not normal or all the other kids. I don't want to be normal and I don't want you to be normal. I want you to be what God's called you to be and teaching the kids to stand on their own two feet rather than being influenced by the world around them. Because we don't do things the same as the world around us. And God has just called us to do what we do. God has not called us to do what other people do.
0: But there's so much there. And when y'all look at, at, you know, when I look, when people that know y'all, when we look at your family, there's so much there to be said. We're not conforming with the norm, with culture, because, I mean, we struggle with our three kids most of their life to get them to where they believed in the Lord. You know, I mean, you got 10 of them.
1: Well, and that's they're all on board. That's a challenge as well, because it may look like we have it all together. But we struggle with our 10 kids too. Whoa, whoa, and they I'm have fantastic. their moments. I struggle with my 10 kids too. And You're you know 11 kids. they yeah. He counts as two. I got 12.
2: Can't keep myself <laughs> together most of the time. Go ahead.
1: Um, but raising one kid is hard. Raising 10 raising kids is hard. People are sticky. They are tricky and messy. And sometimes it gets ugly.
2: But but you exhibit what you want them to do. Are you doing that? So are you reaching out? I mean, say, for instance, you know, I mean, and and, and death will bring you to that. What if today was your last day? How'd that last interaction go? How did that last talk go? Were you intelligent? Were you, you you know, did that make sense? And uh, I have kind of a problem with short-term memory. So I don't hold a grudge, number one, which is fantastic. And if you ever tell me a secret, I'm going to forget it. So feel free. But um, (laughs) it's gone. (laughs) I go to sleep. I don't know what you say. I tell the same stories over and over. You'll probably hear the same thing again. But, you know, I can't expect my kids to be anything that I'm not. Right. You should be more patient Well, Dad, that's You're mean. not patient. Like one time I got after one of my kids and my kids like, you know, dad, I'm, I'm just a little boy. You're like, yeah, you're right. You're right. But anyway, don't drop, kick your brother off the hay bale again. Okay. I don't, that's not cool. So, I mean, and you have to kind of tell them instruction and, and I think you have to be very clear and they find new ways to break the rules and you have to be patient. You know, you wouldn't, for instance, you wouldn't tell, You shouldn't have to tell one kid not to spit into his brother's cup. You shouldn't have to tell him that, but you do. You wouldn't think that, but it's, you know, you come up with some new rules and new ways to break them. So they do awesome things. And my kids are, our kids are so great. And, but when you get to see, it's almost like the best in you. When you see them exhibit a trait you've taught them, then it's like, man, I'm doing something good here, right? Um, God God is doing something good God has been fantastic. Um, And when I'm wearing the cape and I'm walking around and having everybody thank me, it's a good day. That's all I'm saying, with or without pants, depends. Depends on if there's company. Do you
1: really want to know?
2: Oh, that'd be that'd be awesome.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I want to know if like you run around in your whitey tidies with a cape. That'd be tight. Is the cape real? Yeah. I want
2: that mental image to be with you, a big old belly guy in whitey tidies and a cape, as you taking a shower tonight. And it's the last thing I want you to see. Me. <laughs> You're welcome.
1: You want him thinking about yeah. you while he's in the shower. Yeah, in my
2: underwear with a cape.
1: Yeah. Saving you. I'm gonna
2: make a poster later.
1: <laughs>
0: He's probably gonna send me so, a video yeah, that I'm gonna pass out with.
1: I pretty much handle all the parenting.
0: <laughs> yes, you Good can tell.
1: Gosh, there is.
0: A <laughs> I like meat food. Justin it has was. kept me uh, laughing. I, I can tell you that it gets but, old. It gets old. But they've also these two <laughs> people right here have also done a lot for me and Connie personally in a sense that uh, that we do our our marriage changed changed when Dad got. Saved, it changed when I got saved, it changed again when I took over the household like I was supposed to. And uh and it changed again when J C took his life. And it changed again after that because even after that, I didn't really know what direction we we're gonna go in. Um, but they've been such a huge uh influence on what we've done. And and one of the things that we did at Connie and I did, aside from praying out loud in front of each other and knowing what each other's concerns are and what our prayers are and um, is that you know we went and took time and we got kind of got away from everybody and recentered and said okay uh, one of the things that Justin told us uh, at their dinner table uh, the monday after it happened two days after it happened he said you and Connie whether you like it or not are leaders of the church and everybody is watching whether you think they are or not everybody is watching and you can either let this thing you can you can fall into the the all the devil's traps of guilt and regret and all these things that the devil does uh, and you can let it destroy yourself or you guys can show God through this whole thing. And so far, that's what we've done. We've we've showed everybody who's come in contact with us and with the situation that God has done so much with JC's death um, that on his own, my son couldn't have done what God's done in five lifetimes he could have had 10 lifetimes and he could have never accomplished even if he did nothing but god 24 hours a day seven days a week for his whole life he could have done it in five lifetimes um you know his mother's come to christ other people are talking about it we're there's so many seeds that have been planted but you know the biggest thing is that you know connie and i have <clears throat> I don't know. We've got this strength and this boldness and this conviction from God that that's what we're supposed to do. And that, that only comes from God. You, you don't just pull it out of thin air. But it also comes because he puts people in front of us, right? He crosses our paths. And so if you're one of those that think, oh, yeah, it's a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. If you meet somebody, there's purpose for that. We met some people this morning uh, that want to do coffee. We could have had a conversation on the phone. They drove here from Houston and
1: just for coffee,
0: just to talk about doing coffee for this
1: coffee. This coffee,
0: (laughs) (laughs) we're not going to say who Justin promotes, both of them actually. He made me change my shirt like that. Yeah, well, we got you now. You're in the (laughs) shops, but uh, yeah, I was was bribed with food. He was bribed with food. I did feed him first. I'm I'm
2: for sale if anyone wants to. They they say
0: that, you know, that food calms the savage beast. I don't know. Uh, But no, we uh, we've had some pretty, pretty great times uh, over the even though in the midst of a tragedy to be able to look back and tell everybody, look, this is what God can do. This is what he's doing. Um, Because if those of you who know me really well, um, I'm not the strong person. Uh, I can't even sit through a national anthem without boohooing. Uh, I've never seen Old Yellow, but I'm sure if I did, you know, I'd probably oh, cry when they killed the one. dog. Um, Connie will you tell you away the ending. that, well, I mean, it's an old movie. <laughs> Do they, they run off the road
2: to hit it or what? They haven't seen it now, <laughs> I don't know
0: when they're going to see it. But, um, Connie can tell you from our marriage that I'm the one that gets really emotional. In fact, we went to counseling one time. And the counselor talks to me and connie talks to both of us and then he looks at she looks at me and she's like okay so here's my assessment is emotionally and she's looking at me and she's like you're the female and she looks at connie and she's like you're the male and i'm like oh well i feel much better about myself now that i came to counseling um and so anyway i've always been that person and i've never been the one that's been able to be strong and when my dad died i climbed into a bottle and i stayed there for 20 days Probably more than 20 days. But uh, before his body was even picked up by the by the mortuary, we were probably a fifth down already. Uh, and I just stayed there. I stayed numb uh, in the alcohol for, for a long time, three weeks almost. And so it was different because even though I knew that dad had prayed to receive Christ, I hadn't really done that yet. And I was still living in my checkboxing world. Uh, And so I didn't know what it really meant. Uh, But once I did, everything changed. And so uh, this whole experience has not only brought us closer to friends that we that God put in place for us, uh, but it's changed everything in a very positive sense. And how do I say that out of a horrible tragedy? You don't bury your children. That's that's like the most unimaginable. And then to make it worse, suicide, it's just, it's even worse because you don't get to ask questions. You know, it's not like they had cancer and you knew they were going to die. It's, there's so much unanswered stuff that goes on that you don't get to have answers to. And, and that's another thing that that the Johnsons have been really awesome about is, you know, and also the Gavics, they, they're other friends of ours. Uh, they lost a child. <clears throat> and so the counsel that God has put in place for us. Has been so sound and so biblically, you know, pertinent to our situation that that Connie and I are. I'm not going to tell you we're okay because we're never ever going to be okay. We're never going to be the same. I'm not. We take that back. We're okay. We're not the same, and we will never be the same. This experience has changed our lives, and it's a permanent change. It's not something that's going to, like you know, evolve later. It's it's where it is. It's a, it's a permanent change. Are we okay? Absolutely, we're okay. And not only are we okay, but we're blessed with people that when we do get weak, I get stupid
1: videos about So bad needs. Justin, Justin will literally come and be like, I need to go take a minute. I have to go make a video. J.R. needs to laugh today. He like, he you. just, he knows. Well, hey. first off,
2: I told you don't be wearing lipstick counseling. I told you that that one time you would have been called the female.
1: There you are wouldn't times. Have
2: lipstick in a counseling session. That wouldn't happen. And and Gavick isn't that the guy that's in the Coast Guard reserves? That's the Coast Guard guy. Oh. He's in the reserves of the Coast I'm Guard. He's so a fantastic. He is a fantastic puddle pilot. Listen, you you're ahead? the one that has a, a full poster sized picture of Nathan. He is my with hero. Shirt he is my hero. Where do you think oh, I? I about where that. do you think I get the cape yeah. idea from? <laughs> he wears a cape in my mind. Nathan, you're dancing through my mind in a cape right now in the Coast Guard reserves.
0: Dude, you're living in that brain for free. I just want you to know. Rent free.
2: Rent terrorizing. Free. <laughs> but, you know, and I would actually completely, totally agree, disagree with that assessment of, of one being more emotional than the other. As someone who doesn't exhibit emotions, <clears throat> I think emotions are powerful and they're going to lead you. And I think you can be more sensitive to what other people are going through. So I would say, don't look that gift. don't Don't look that gift away. Because you are more emotional, you're going to understand someone who has an emotional response. I personally do not. So when my kids or wife comes to me with an emotion or an emotional response, I don't understand it, but you do. So don't miss that ministry opportunity. Don't say, Hey, I'm not equipped. You are more equipped than I would be to walk into certain situations. Some people I am not funny to, it's not funny. It's not something you should be joking about. And (laughs) Hey, look, they can be wrong by themselves. I don't need to be in that space. You need to go there and be, you know, and be that person. But um, I think God gives people different gifts, different, different opportunities. Like I'm always like, you know, there, there's probably rich Christians out there that, that, and that's their circle. That's the people that they minister to, or whatever, or whatever piece or part you're in. Um, You know, it's my my goal in life to save the entire Coast Guard because I know Frank's in the Coast Guard and Mr. Gavick's in the Coast Guard. <laughs> so, Coast Guard's a bunch of good folk. They really are, and uh, you know, I'm here for them.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> I, um, I just want you guys to know how much Colin and I love you guys and. Your whole family. I mean, Haley's been here doing coffee. Uh, Mark's been here doing coffee. Uh, you know, Micah's always here doing coffee. And uh, and I just, uh, we appreciate you guys so much. Um, I can't stress enough. If you don't understand what we're talking about when we talk about being saved, about surrendering your life completely to Christ, reach out. Reach out to me. Reach out to, listen, you all, all those of you who are not Christians, not saved, you know who your Bible thumping friends are. And I guarantee you, one of them can walk you through, uh, you know, the Roman road to salvation, or they can walk you through some of the scriptures uh, that talk about what God offers us uh, in, in terms of eternity. And I don't have a, where's a pen at? So let me have a pen, Micah. Give me a pen. I want to make this analogy a a, a picture so you can kind of get an idea. doesn't have to write. So I'm going to hold this pen up. And everybody knows that there's a tiny little ball on the end of that pen. It's just a teeny tiny little speck, right? I probably couldn't even measure it. And that's where the ink comes off, right? And so that little tiny speck represents our time on Earth. And we spend so much time focusing on what I'm going to do inside that little tiny sphere that represents our life on Earth. And we totally forget about all of eternity. Maybe this room, maybe the nine acres we live on, maybe maybe this whole state of Texas in reference to that little tiny ball represents all of eternity. We have to prepare ourselves for all of eternity because this little tiny speck right here, it doesn't mean anything. You can have all the cars, you can have all the money, you can have all the bank accounts, you can have all the whatever stuff that you want. You can travel the world and be seasoned and all that other stuff. But if you end up in a hot place when you die, what good was it? So I encourage you, if you're not already fully surrendered to Christ Jesus, yes. reach out to me, reach out to Justin, reach out to, reach out to your pastor. I went to church for most of my adult life, and I didn't know what it meant to be fully surrendered to Christ. So just because you go to church, you know who you are. You go through there, you check the boxes, you put money in the plate. You know, you're you you uh, you're a good person. You don't steal anything. But it's not enough to just know it's not. And the Bible is very clear. And so I highly recommend that, that you reach out to somebody who does know. Reach out to me. Um, we're going to.
1: You know what? what I hear with your story a little bit, though, JR? What's that? You say that it almost feels wrong to say all of these blessings came out of what happened with your son. But that is what surrendering your life to God looks like: mm-hmm. is God can take mm-hmm. everybody's going to go through it. Every single one of us are going to live through the muck and the awful and the horrific. But those of us who have completely surrendered, God can take that and turn it to good. Yeah, and I'm if just... you're not a Christian and if you <laughs> yeah. haven't surrendered your life completely, the bad is just bad there's no good that comes from that bad but god will say hold on let me scoop you up let me piece this back together let me show you what i'm doing in the in the background um and if you're looking for that and if you have god in your corner and you've actually decided that you're going to do this no matter what and that you're going to let god direct your life you get to see the good and you get to be blessed on the backside of all of the bad
2: right and stay away stay away from the bible that's awesome some people are so (laughs) heavenly minded they are it's good find somebody who's Christ is working in their life. Like it's working. Like it makes sense. Some people will tell you how to run it, but they're just, it's just a bunch of nonsense. I mean, God, that's not how God works. God works through small miracles through everyday you doing nice things. And and it's just, it's not, you're so holy that you're, you're no help. I mean, find somebody in your life that, that kind of has a grasp on how God operates Um, because it's not, you know, sitting down in a holy reverence and all that or so that there is a place for that. But, You know, God is, he's everywhere. He's in everything I do. He's in every car ride. Every time I don't get hit, every time I don't get robbed or shot when I go to town. I mean, I live in Seguin. Good night. So, I mean, I'm just saying, every time something crazy doesn't happen, that's God. It's God showing up. You know what I mean? I mean, every time, you know, a kid, we you know, we had this one kid, I won't name no name, decided he was Tarzan. We jumped from tree to tree and he's hanging there. And we got to get the trampoline under him before he breaks his back as he falls out of the tree.
1: But he was okay. Did you do that, Micah?
2: No. Oh. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> no. So, but anyway, really, God is in God is in the
1: little details. But you've got it to be really able is. to see God in the little details and in the major tragedies. <laughs> that's when God has a real ability to get in there and show you who He is. But you've got to be open to receiving that.
0: I think the first time I noticed what God was doing with all this was uh, I have a cousin, and they didn't grow up in church. Uh, the mom side of the family, the Jehovah Witnesses um but i know that they didn't they weren't active like i don't jeff never talked about going to church but he was he was at jc's memorial and his ex-wife and his daughter were saying how is jr up there delivering that eulogy without his voice even cracking and jeff not even really understanding all of it turned turned to them and said it's his faith yeah it's because he believes that god is in control and he's And that's that's that man's faith, and I've had several people tell me that, and it's kind of weird when they tell you because you're like,
2: "Me? Yeah. Well, funny story about Jehovah's Witnesses. Are you sure? (laughs) Jehovah's Witnesses don't like to do Halloween because they don't like random people knocking on their door.
0: (laughs) My head hurts. Ow! Ow! That would hurt. That was so funny. That hurt. Ow! Just saying. I wonder if people <laughs> thought when Prince knocked on doors if if he was actually a, a somebody trick or treating in the wrong
2: time of I'm year. Just saying, Joe women yeah. don't put up with that because you lose. know uh, they anyway. send letters now. Do they? I didn't They're know. what the times.
1: Well, maybe it's because we're out in the middle of nowhere. We get letters. They they
0: when we first moved out, uh, there were still people knocking on doors.
2: After that one got attacked by a pig, I never seen another one again.
0: <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> I think we're going to end this with a really, really funny story. Um, First off, I love you guys. I love all the fans that people that watch the show all the time. And, um, and I say fans, I don't like that word because this is a ministry and I want it to be funny because uh, you have to understand that it's not all doom and gloom. It's not all fire and brimstone. God doesn't, What's that verse? I think it's Old Testament, but he says that God has a plan for us, it. it's not one of calamity and chaos, but one for us to
2: prosper. And- Jeremiah, Jeremiah twenty nine. I know the plans I have for you, and they're good, definitely. You know that one. That's the one. I think it's in twenty nine. My brain makes up its own stuff, but it's it, possible.
0: It's it's probably right. Uh, and, and yeah, so it's okay to to laugh and have fun because. Uh, that's part of being happy. That's, and you know, God does give us the desires of our heart. You know, this building that we're doing the podcast in was a ministry that God turned into a business. And it's, um, it is definitely a desire, something that I love. I love coffee and I get to do it. And I have people around me that love it. They get to do it. And it's a blessing, but, um, don't ever think that you can't laugh just because, uh, You're trying to share the word, you know, and and sometimes people uh, that may be all they relate to. And I tell people all the time, why do you think we have different people that God gives different people the gift of being a pastor or whatever? And it's because each person has a different personality. I guarantee you there's 100 pastors that could have walked into my dad's room that day that Pastor Butch walked in there and tried to, you know, walk my dad through what the Bible says about being saved, being the dad was a Catholic his whole life. And dad would have probably thrown most of them out the window on their ears. And pastor went in there and and basically went toe to toe with my dad and made my dad laugh and um, and sat down and and dad prayed to receive Christ. And then he died two weeks later. So he uses all of us for his purpose. And as long as we can keep that in focus, that is so important. It's this lesson, this tragedy that we've gone through, not just as a family, because all my friends have gone through it. They're the ones that have propped us up. They've prayed for us. Uh, They've prayed with us. They've prayed over us. Um, And so, so many people have gone through it. But, you know, you you can't help but notice what God's doing
2: with it. Um, Well, and let me say this. God's a God that shows up, okay? So that's when he's talking about idols and stuff. Where are your idols that can't hear? Where are your idols? So where's your cars, your monies? We have those today. So the things you put your money in, your focus, God is going to be a God that's going to show up every time, and the results are going to be unbelievable. So I mean, the, the God shows up every day to give us feed. I mean, I can sit down and we couldn't show you on paper how our life works because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't, and it will never make sense. And I have to start and end every sentence with God. Good, bad, or indifferent, ugly, me learning, me being a fool, me being a nonsense, and and I'm t- I lived it, man. I mean, you know, just from the army days to these days, there's. A- <laughs> one time my kid's like is there a sin you ain't done and i said there ain't very many very, very many of them but i mean you know when when if you can save me and put me in this kind of position it can be anybody i mean i wouldn't have chose me ain't no way you know i'd have chose somebody better or smarter or faster or more intelligent and i would have too but you got yeah she'd,
1: i would have chose that different.
2: but that luckily that guy <laughs> ran off and here i am so i mean it was three or four to chase him out of there with a stick when i first met her but anyway when you're kind of looking at your life and how he puts it together, you you will always think that I am not enough. But God said, I put you, just like when he what he said to to when Mordecai said to Esther, you were raised for such a time as this. I put you here, not somebody else. I could have put whoever I wanted here, but I chose you. So it sometimes too, sometimes you know, even Sana looks at me. She goes, you need to you need to cowboy up. It's time to start start going, get moving. We've got to get this done. I tell my kids that too. You're in this position. You're the oldest. You're the second oldest. You're the, whatever. You're the big brother. And sometimes you just got to suck it up and keep going. That's just the way it goes. Um, But God is a God. If I would say one thing about my God is he has a God that shows up every time. And he ain't been whooped yet.
0: I love it. He says that all the time and I love it. He has never been whooped and he hasn't. Uh, So we're going to stop with all that part. And I'm going to let we're going to end this with uh with justin telling us a little
2: story i'm prepared to dance
0: and I, i'm i'm so i did offer to pay him money to dance but we're not doing that today um i i think you should share the costco story
2: okay you want the costco story
0: <laughs> i think that was a little bit too much but i think the costco story is oh, on point the water, park is the water park one is better the water but...
1: park one is a little long
0: And it's a little, yeah, I think the Costco is (laughs) better.
2: All right. You want the Costco story? Yeah, the Costco. All right. So sauna said, Hey man, it's my day off and I'm just minding my own business trying to live my life. And she's like, Hey, let's go to Costco. And I was like, all right. So anyway, so she's like, we're going to go down to Costco. Now my favorite wing spots down there. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go up there and hit up my wing spot. I get something. I want you go to Costco. That's fine. So I go down to my favorite wing spot and boy, I tore me up some wings. You want to talk about some good old eating? I mean, I was, it was looked like a pack of wolves on a three- legged cat. Uh, when i got done with them wings and um i was feeling good i was walking through costco anybody knows costco down there in the back is where the meat's at so i'm walking down through costco i get about halfway to the meat counter and i hear
1: that's
2: <laughs> like oh good lord i said oh man i said i don't know if i can make it clear to the front before something real bad happens so i keep walking a little bit farther and, I hear, oh, and i'm like oh my gosh and Sana's like are you okay man i ain't never seen nobody sweat it's cold outside I'm like, I can't stop sweating. It's hot and about to pass out. I ate too much food. And I'm like, hopefully it's just gas. Please let it be gas. Cause I'm fixing to make a fool of myself. So I go down there by the high-end meat, you know, because ain't a lot of folk over there by the high-end meat. And uh just let out this about 40 foot crop dust as I walked down the, the meat counter. And I knew and I knew it was bad because it was hot and it was painful coming out. <laughs> but luckily, and you can see guys, I was passing people, people were like, oh my gosh, what's going on here? And then I kind of cruise over to like where the pre-made sausages are because I want to see the disaster that I just left in my wake. Because how can you not let something like that loose and not bask in that glory, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm fixing to watch some people get tore up right now. And as I'm cruising around, like this inspector comes out or something. I don't know if he's a meat manager or something. He's like, we're going to inspect your, your your cabinets, make sure everything's good for the... That the upcoming holiday, because it's right before holiday. And I, he walks by, and he's like, oh, my gosh. You couldn't hear him like that. He's like, man, I think this meat has gone bad. He goes, this meat is terrible smelling. Can you believe this? And he's, he walks over the next case, and here's here's a face he makes right here. Ew, God. He goes, and I think that what happened was, in cases, it's kind of funny. I think they grabbed that fart and it's swirling it like this here, just marinating it on there. So I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh and give myself up, because – Clearly, I'm the culprit in this nonsense. <laughs> and uh, and uh, then all the little, like, we got to get this meat in the back. We got to check it. Something is wrong. And all these little minions come out with their little carts. And they're entering out the meat department. And I'm thinking like, oh, man, I'm getting some conviction going. Oh, man, I can't let Costco throw away all this meat. I'm thinking I'm looking real bad over here. But how do you walk up to the meat rascal and be like, hey, man, lunch got the best of me. But I'm going to blow up this whole deal. I, I didn't mean to come in here and make you throw all this good meat up, but I, I mean I couldn't stop laughing. And, and then all of a sudden I get the—I'm I'm watching this all unfold, and I'm trying not to laugh. And I'm like, I got to get out of here before something real bad happened. So I don't know how that ended up sorting out. Probably not good. And, and, and I'm walking up to the front there, and I hear this next rumble. Like, I'm like, oh man, we're on a time frame now. I can't be over here. We think we have to get a janitor back here, and um. Anyway, and as you're kind of heavier and stuff, when that starts happening, you feel bad, you know. And so I finally make it to the bathroom, and thank thank goodness ain't nobody in there. And I get in there and unload, and I'm I'm sitting there just kind of basking in this and laughing because it's just some nonsense. And I hear somebody from outside the bathroom go, "Oh my gosh, you did a pipe break! It smells like straight sewage in here." I don't know if there was like a green gas coming out of there. So anyway, Costco got a picture up of me when I walk in there. Now I think they kind of figured out the. The crime scene and they're like hey man when you when you come in here you can't be we lost a lot of money and meat that day because i was on the cellophane it was everywhere so i felt bad about it but um (laughs) (laughs) it's an average trip to costco
1: he's no longer allowed to go to the wing spot
0: (laughs) i uh i just wanted y'all to know a little bit about what Sorry I get, for
2: the regulars, by the way. If you're regular to this, that's going normal.
0: <laughs> oh, man. oh, man. I, uh, yeah, so Justin's been good for my heart here lately, and <laughs> and uh, I think he needs to be on the, uh, <clears throat> what was that, you? they used to have that deaf comedy jam where they would just have uh, uh, the uh, entertainers do a uh, live mic comedy, and I think that, uh, I'm don't, none of y'all try because I've already signed him. on uh, <laughs> his talent. The agent. water park
2: one was pretty bad. Too. The water <laughs> park was yeah. pretty
0: bad, but we won't be You put that a chubby,
2: one. chubby, hairy guy in a water park real bad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it started on, yeah, because I might cry or pee my pants, one or the other.
2: 20 so, years of this. Look at her. She looks fantastic.
0: Either way, yeah. I don't know how she's sane. <laughs> uh, she hasn't lost her mind yet. So
1: I raised the children. He can do stand up.
0: Yeah. Everybody's gotta be good at something. Well, uh, thanks. I really appreciate you guys taking time out of your day. Yeah, and, man. And I know that y'all were here a little bit longer than than we expected, but uh I appreciate your time and I appreciate everything that your family has, you know, done for us. And and I know that you're just living your life for God and we just got crossed in your path. And you you would have done this for anybody. well maybe not anybody us for sure. But anyway, um <laughs> I'm so grateful uh for you for your whole family. Frank, I'm grateful for Frank. Frank is uh is going back to uh, north of the Mason Dixon line uh tomorrow actually. And um we're going to miss Frank around here.
2: I didn't uh, know they had a Coast Guard base up there.
0: There's a Coast Guard base in Ohio. <laughs> it's for Lake Erie. <laughs> I'm going back to Ohio. Somebody that
1: knows a lot about Coast Guard, I'm pretty sure it sounds like you're the one that's in there. <laughs> <laughs> he seems pretty intrigued with it, doesn't right? he?
2: Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. he knows a lot about Coast. Guard. He's making anywhere. the world safer one puddle
0: at a time. Uh, I love everybody except for Space Force. You have to prove yourself, and uh, you're going to have to, you know, literally get in a sh- in a ship and go warp speed into space before I legitimize your branch. But um, I'm so grateful for all the people that God's put in our in our path and our family. And um, just know that even though we can have good fun, and we joke around, uh, that when it really comes down to being serious, that we, you know, it's important. It's, it's more important than anything you've ever done in your life. Surrender your life today. Don't wait. Cause tomorrow is not promised. The Bible says tomorrow is not promised. And we don't know when, when Christ is coming back. And so, You know, you get in a car accident tomorrow and you haven't made that peace with God. You haven't surrendered to Him. Uh, I don't care how good of a person you are, but it's going to be hot where you go for the rest of your all eternity.
2: Yeah, if you think you're a good person, just don't let them bury you in a sweater. It might be hot where you're headed. Just saying. (laughs) So,
0: (laughs) what he said I love you guys. Treat each other the way God intended us to treat one another with love, kindness, and respect. And uh, for those of you who don't catch us during the week, we're probably going to play it again on Friday because it's just too funny not to. There, <laughs> um, and uh, I love y'all, and uh, God bless. We'll see you Friday. All right, see ya. Bye.